somewhere in the south where it is colder where that which falls stays where it is you'll find what isn't what it is can you solve the riddle of the forbidden castle the cave of time whirls you back into medieval england you must solve the riddle that leads to the forbidden castle where riches await and maybe a way home but the king wants the fortune for himself and his army is right behind you which way do you go if you go through no man's forest turn to page 74 if you risk the dragon of the ledges turn to page 77 be careful in this mystical land anything can happen what happens in the story all depends on the choices you make and the best part is that you can keep reading and rereading until you've had not one but many incredibly daring experiences you're the star of the story choose from 27 possible endings choose your own adventure book 14 the forbidden castle by edward packard and illustrated by paul granger That is the greatest start to this episode yet. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the picture and I'm like I'm trying to, I don't know, there's nothing really sexual about it, so grats on that, Paul Granger. I mean, the girl's kind of looking longingly at the boy with his erect stick, but other than that. Oh my god. There's an angry king. Welcome to Incredibly Daring. <laughs> You're welcome. A podcast where oh, Jason got too goddamn drunk. <laughs> no, there's no two. Two is when you get too goddamn drunk. When I get too goddamn drunk, I get fun. So it's fine. Yeah. Welcome to Incredibly Daring, a podcast where Jason, myself, Jillian, and Jeremy read vintage choose-your-own-adventure books to each other and make generally poor decisions. I'm Jason. Didn't you already say that? Yes. <laughs> so, what book are we reading again? The <coughs> Forbidden Castle? Yep, it's forbidden. And apparently there's a cave of time. Not a, the. The. It's like a sequel. It's like a recurring character. It's the sequel to the cave of time. Although I'm guessing that this time it only goes back in time. This one is Edward Packard. Yep. Yeah, it's his creation. Nobody else is going to write a cave of time. I will. Well, you may get sued then. Okay. I mean, Fair you could enough. do fanfic about the cave of time if you want. Cave of time fanfic. You could do like um, like uh. The fuck is fanfic? Fan fiction. It's fiction that's written by fans based on somebody else's work. Twilight. There was Twilight fan fiction. And no. Yes. There was Twilight Ugh. fan fiction. What the hell is the name of that movie? It just came out with the fucking... the dude tying the chick up in his penthouse. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. Nuh-uh. Yes. And it was rewritten 
to change the names of the characters and to cut out the the vampire, vampire. stuff. Okay. When it actually got so popular that people wanted it in book formats. So fun fact, did you know that they went and pulled all those books from libraries and then did tests on the pages and like eight out of 10 of the books came back with like having like gonorrhea or chlamydia or some kind of STD traces Mm -hmm. on the pages? You know, they did that with children adventure books too. (laughs) And suddenly... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this shit is over. <laughs> and that's how this podcast ended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. All right. This apparently, this book is apparently from the library of B.S. <laughs> L. What? Brian S. Linseth. B.S. L. Is that fucking embossed? Yes. Dude. Like an embossed stamp. Yeah. Lindseth. Lindseth. Brian. What's his middle name? S. How do you spell his last name? L-I-N-D-S-E-T-H. He's on Facebook! Is it the real him or is it a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty nerdy. It's probably him. Today. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> he nice. looks like he is embossing pages of books. Hi, Brian. We might have to share it with him. We have your book. Also, he has a Boston Terrier. Oh, thanks for your contribution to our library. And thanks for this really cute Christmas photo of you and your dog. Warning. Do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. It contains many different adventures you may have in medieval England and France as you search for the Forbidden Castle. From time to time as you read along, you will be asked to make decisions and choices. Some of them are dangerous. What happens to you will be the result of your choices. You are responsible because you choose. After you make each choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Think carefully before you make a decision. You could be stuck in medieval times forever. Or you may find the Forbidden Castle and get back to the present time. Good luck. You promised yourself never to go back into the Cave of Time. But the you... end. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> All right. But when you found the opening behind a big boulder in Red Creek Canyon, you couldn't resist. The cave seemed darker than before. You slipped and fell. Your head hit something. And here you are, lying in a field, looking up into the branches of a big oak tree, with no idea of where you are, or even what century it might be. Now you may never see your family and friends again. Rubbing your aching head, you take in the scene around you. Nearby, you see a narrow dirt road 
and beyond it a fast-running brook. The road disappears into dense woods on either side of the field. You hear the sound of hooves and a strange clanking noise. Someone is coming. You duck behind a tree as two men on horseback ride toward you. They are wearing shining metal armor. One of them carries a white banner with a golden lion on it. Lannisters. They must be knights. You watch as they rein in their horses and dismount just a few yards away. It has been a long ride, Sir Rupert, says the taller one, and you have had a long time to think. Tell me, have you solved the riddle of the Forbidden Castle? In truth, Sir Godfrey, I have tried, and so has everyone else in England. What a reward King Henry has offered. Half the Kingdom of Wales. A handsome reward indeed, Sir Godfrey replies, but not an over-generous one, for... The old monk promised King Henry that if he conquered the Forbidden Castle, he could rule all of Europe, he said in a Mexican accent. <laughs> he could rule all of Europe. <laughs> My Mexican accent is just not... It's speedy guns always. It's bad. Told you I watched too many Looney Tunes. The knights fill their flasks with water from the stream. As they walk back to their horses, Sir Godfrey says, We must get on to Cotwin Castle. The king expects us before the sun passes behind the West Tower. He will be angry if we are late. Aye, says Sir Rupert, as he vaults onto his horse. The king has been in a fearsome temper since he learned that there have been foreign spies in the English court. Uh-oh. And now he has ordered that all suspicious-looking travelers shall be locked in the dungeon. That's us. Mm -hmm. As the knights prepare to ride off, you wonder whether you should come out from behind the tree. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I guess I spoiled that one. Uh-huh. You're wearing 20th century clothing. Surely you will look suspicious to these knights. On the other hand, you can't stay hidden forever. Streaking. On the other other hand, you could stay hidden for 30 more seconds while they fucking ride out of it. Dodge. Anyway, whatever. Just keep going. Merry old fucking England. If you decide it would be wiser to wait for the next passerby, turn to page four. If you decide to step out from your hiding place now, turn to page six. Oh, yeah. Let's just step on out. I feel like we already did this dungeon thing the last time we did the cave of time. Mm-hmm. Can you just wait for somebody else? Fine. Um, Ruin my childhood. <laughs> what does dungeons have to do with your childhood? A lot. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you decide to wait. As the knights ride out of sight, you hear a deep voice behind you. Are you going to stand behind that tree all day? <laughs> Sorry. I did. <laughs> Too wheat! Too wheat! <laughs> Turning, you look up into the eyes. <laughs> Turning, you look up into the eyes of a giant of a man. He is wearing leggings and a tunic made from <laughs> deer skin. He holds a bow in one hand. A quiver filled with arrows is strapped over one shoulder. You don't want King Henry's knights to see you, eh? He laughs and adds, then you are a friend to me. 
Those puppets give me more trouble than they are worth. He bends down and looks closely at your face. My word, I have never seen the likes of you in these woods. I am a stranger from another place and another time, you say. Could you tell me what year it is? The giant laughs again. I don't keep count, he says. <laughs> and I have never seen why anyone should. Garth is my name and you can stay with me if you like. Where do you live, you ask. Garth answers with a wave of his arm. My house is the whole wide forest. There's plenty of food and plenty to do. So I can stay wherever I want in the forest. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Garth. Fucking hippie. It is the only place where a person can be free. Why not join me? Of course, if you're bothered by a little rain and wind now and then, you can follow that road to Cotwin Castle. They'll Sorry, give you... To what? <laughs> Let's not Cot. bypass that. Cotwin. Cotwin? Because it sounded like you said Cockwin. No, I said Cotwin. Okay, just checking. They'll give you a roof over your head. I must warn you, though, it might be the roof of a dungeon. I'm really sad that it's not Cockwin. If you decide to go with Garth, turn to page seven. Hell yeah. If you decide to try your luck at Cockwin Castle, turn to page nine. It's Cockwin now. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with going with Garth. Yeah, me too. Mm. Alright. You thank Garth for his offer. Wait, oops. <laughs> let's go to page seven, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Alright. Apparently I really wanted to go to Cockwin Castle. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> You've always wanted to learn how to live in the wilderness. I'm not sure that's true, but okay. This seems like the perfect chance. I'm not sure that's true either, but okay. You follow Garth as he leads you through pine forests, across roaring brooks, and up steep rock ledges. The sun has dipped below the western hills when you reach a shelter under a rock ledge. You help him gather sticks and pine boughs, and you are soon warming your hands before a blazing fire. Why do you live in the woods like this, you ask? He grins. Ever since I told King Henry that he was no better a man than anyone else, he's had a price on my head. He has lost five of his best knights trying to bring me to the gallows. Before I met you, I overheard his knights talking about some riddle. Do you know anything about it? Yes, and it is quite a story, says Garth. About a year ago, an old monk visited the king and told him about a mysterious castle. Of course, the king demanded to know where this castle is, but the monk would not tell. Instead, he recited a strange riddle and then said, Who solves the riddle will find the castle, and who conquers the castle will rule all Europe. Ever since then, King Henry has been trying to solve the riddle, he is angry because none of his wise men can do so. Do you know the answer to the riddle? Garth laughs. I do not even know the riddle. If you want to find out, you must gain admittance to King Henry's court. You may succeed, but if they suspect you are a runaway serf, they will throw you in the dungeon. You have no way of knowing what may lie in store at Cockwind Castle, but it's risky staying with Garth. 
He has said himself that the king's knights are searching for him. If you decide to try your luck at Cockwin Castle, turn to page 12. If you stay with Garth, turn to page 11. Well, I mean, it feels like if we stay with Garth, we're not going to solve a riddle. So... Yeah. So let's Cockwin it up. Garth wishes you good luck as you shake hands and say goodbye. As you trudge along a dusty road, your heart is lightened by the sight of flowering trees, the cheerful songs of birds, and the smells of the sweet summer air. The afternoon sun is hot when you reach a broad, sloping meadow. You can see Cockwin Castle perched on the next hill. Its high stone walls and tall towers look like a scene from a picture book. A bugle sounds as you approach the ramparts. The great oak gate swings open, and three knights gallop forth. They rein in their horses beside you. Without a word, one of them lifts you up on his horse, while another prods you with his sword. You cling to the horse, trying to keep from falling off as the knights gallop to the castle yard. They drag you down a long flight of crumbling stairs. One of them opens a creaking iron gate. Another one shoves you into a dark, musty room. The gate swings shut behind you. The floor of your new quarters is rock. There are no windows, only a few cracks in the walls that provide barely enough light for you to see your cellmate crouching in the corner. He is very thin, and his grimy hair hangs halfway down to his hips. Keep away from me, he shouts. Your clothes were made by the devil. Don't come near me. Please don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. But do, do you know what they will do with me? Most prisoners are beheaded. But if you are found guilty, they'll burn you at the stake. It is the only way to purge the devil from your soul. He steps closer. Don't worry. If you're innocent, you won't burn. You have only a few moments before your fate is sealed. Maybe the guards can help you. If you ask the guards to tell you the riddle of the Forbidden Castle, turn to page 17. If you ask them what sort of trial you will have, turn to page 20. Uh, well, the king wants the answers to the riddle, so if we get the riddle, there's a possibility that we can answer it. Yeah, I want the riddle. Mm. All right. Please, you ask the two guards, tell me the riddle of the Forbidden Castle. The taller one looks down at you, a stupid grin on his face, and pushes you through the crowd of people gathered in the courtyard. Knights and ladies in colorful robes are laughing and calling to each other. In the center of the courtyard is a pile of wood stacked around a pole. A man stands next to the pole holding a coil of rope in one hand and a knife in the other. The tall guard leans toward you. The Lord Chancellor will allow a final request before you are tied to the stake. <laughs> of course. Okay. He points to a man whose dark gray cloak reaches to his ankles. May I make a last request, you ask? The Chancellor looks at you coldly. What is it? Tell me the riddle of the Forbidden Castle. Little good it will do you, he says. But it is a simple enough request. 
He steps closer and looks at you curiously. Then he says, Somewhere in the south where it is colder, where that which falls stays where it is, you'll find what isn't what it is. As you stand there trying to figure out the riddle, the executioner steps forward with his coil of rope. You have only a minute left to live. Escape is impossible. Turn to page 19. Suddenly, the guards press you up against the stake. The rough, prickly rope pulls tight against your waist. You must say something now. If you ask for a little time to solve the riddle, turn to page 25. If you say, stop, I have a solution to the riddle, turn to page 28. Oh, 28. Oh, I'm bored with that, yeah. Stop, I have the solution to the riddle. The executioner laughs. He waves his lighted torch before your eyes. Suddenly, the chancellor steps forward. Stop the execution, he says in a loud voice. But, the executioner cries, the prisoner is just stalling for time. That may be, says the chancellor, but the prisoner is like none we've ever seen before. Perhaps this is a wizard. This stranger may be the one person who can answer the riddle. The knights and ladies begin to chant, to the stake to the stake but the chancellor leads you out of the courtyard and through an archway beyond which is a large oak door guarded by two men with heavy swords and shields one of them opens the door and the chancellor leads you to a large octagonal room lighted by casement windows over each of the rough stone walls at the far end of the long oak table sits King Henry himself. He looks at you curiously as he strokes his long, pointed beard. We have never been so happy as when we learned that you have the solution to the riddle, he says. So, tell us, what is it? You're fucked. You have been trying desperately to think of a solution. You think of the first line of the riddle. Somewhere south, where it is colder. At least you have a couple of ideas. Normally it will be warmer, not cooler, if you go south. But the mountains may be cooler, even though farther south, and, of course, the coldest place of all is the South Pole. Well, the king leans forward impatiently, if you say the Forbidden Castle is to the south, but high in the mountains where it is colder, turn to page 34. If you say the Forbidden Castle is to the south on the way to the South Pole, turn to page 36. The second line is where what falls stays or something along those mm -hmm. lines. So that's where the snow falls and doesn't melt, yeah. uh, which I think is the mountains. I figure it could be anywhere snow falls, but yeah. Well, if you go south from England, you start hitting the equator. Right. Like, if they're talking about the South Pole, we're, like, in the 14th century. Right. The South Pole isn't a thing as far right. as they don't even know it exists, probably. Yeah. And this yeah. boat, and this boat, this book is not going to take us all the way to the South Pole. 
I don't see that happening at all. So I see the mountains. I mean, they're barely traveling. I mean, they're not even traveling to the Americas. So, yeah. yeah. The Forbidden Castle is to the south, you say, but high in the mountains where it is colder. The king begins to pace around the room. Your heart is pounding. Will he praise you or send you to your death? Suddenly he turns, smiling. There is wisdom in what you say. I know that in the south of France there are mountains higher than any in England, and their tops are covered with snow. White flowers bloom in the valleys below. Now, what is the rest of the solution? You think of the next line of the riddle, where that which falls stays where it is. But you can hardly even guess at the solution. Could it have something to do with the setting sun? The sun falls below the horizon, yet really stays where it is. Does it say rarely or really? Really. Yeah, I know. Okay. If you say the second line has to do with the setting sun, turn to page 42. If you say we must go to the southern mountains, then I will be able to tell you. Turn to page 43. 43? I'd say 43. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with the setting sun. That doesn't even make sense. Mm -mm. We must go to the southern mountains, you say. Then I will be able to tell you. The king frowns. He heaves a sigh and says, Very well. I shall provide a ship which will take you to France. A day and a half's voyage from Dover, given a fair wind. There shall go with you the Earl of Kent and three of my best knights. Meanwhile, I shall gather my army together, enough men to conquer any castle, and we shall follow within the week. Soon all of Europe will be mine. He smiles a broad smile. Then, pointing a finger at you, he says, But if you do not find the Forbidden Castle, I will see you hang from the tallest tree in England. Taking care to speak in the manner of the court, you say, Never fear, my lord. I shall find this castle before the next full moon. Then, as the monk foretold, all Europe shall do homage to your sword. Well spoken, says the king. Now make ready, lords, knights, and vassals. We journey to France. Turn to page 57. You spend half of the next day floating down the Thames River on the royal barge. Thames. Thames. Yep. It docks in London, and though you are eager to see the ancient city, the Earl of Kent has other plans. He swings you up onto his horse and begins riding toward the southern shore. The smell of the fresh sea breeze and the flocks of gulls circling overhead tell you that you have arrived in Dover, where one of King Henry's ships is waiting to take you across the English Channel. You are glad to be safe for the moment, but you keep thinking about what will happen to you if you can't find the Forbidden Castle. The more you think about it, the more you think you'd better escape. Early the next morning, you... The Earl and three of his knights set sail on one of the royal ships. The voyage is a smooth one, and shortly before noon the next day you step onto the fertile soil of France. 
The Earl of Kent and his knights mount their powerful war horses. You are ordered into the back of a wooden cart. Though the ride is bumpy and you would rather be on one of the horses, you begin to enjoy the beautiful countryside. It is late afternoon when you come into a tavern. We will stop here, the Earl calls to the driver. It is time to load our casks with good French wine. You will wait here. We shall not be long. Go to page 59. They step inside and you are alone with the driver. He climbs down and walks ahead to check the horse's harnesses. He tightens a leather strap. You realize this may be your only chance to escape. You survey the scene around you. Open pasture land lies on both sides of the road. And there is no place to hide unless you make it to the bridge a hundred yards or so down the road. The land beyond it is thickly wooded. If you decide to jump out and run for it, turn to page 62. If you decide to seize the reins and urge the horses onward, turn to page 63. Um, well, I'm all for stealing the fucking horses. I say steal the horses. Mm-hmm. Grand Theft Horse. Mm-hmm. You reach forward, grab the whip from the side of the cart, and take the reins. You crack the whip overhead, and the horses lunge forward, knocking the driver to the ground. As the heavy wooden wheels roll past, he scrambles for the side of the cart. You bring the whip down again, shouting, but the driver has climbed onto the cart. Suddenly, one burly hand is on your shoulder. The other one grabs the reins and slows the horses from their run. You are filled with dread as he steers the cart back to the tavern where the knights are waiting. So, my little friend, says the Earl, you would betray the king. Our search for the Forbidden Castle will continue as soon as you are hanged. The rest of your adventure is too sad to tell. The end. Right on. All right, whatever. I didn't really want to escape anyway. Like, I I thought we could solve the puzzle, so I kind of yeah. wanted to just go there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of wanted to see what the puzzle was. Okay, so I guess we, like, make a break for it? You can make a break for it. Um, Otherwise, I think we have to go all the way back to choosing... You could go back to choosing the setting sun. Yeah. Or you could go back to... Jill does not seem amused by this. Yeah. Staying with Garth. <laughs> Do you have a preference? No. I say make a break for it. Okay. Right. You run as fast as you can and you reach the bridge. You look back toward the tavern. The Earl of Kent and his knights are galloping toward you, their swords drawn. You force yourself to run even faster. Your heart is pounding. As you start across the narrow bridge, you hear the horses right behind you and you jump. Your right leg hits a jagged boulder. Then you feel only the shocking numbness of the icy water. You struggle to keep your head above water. You gasp for air. The racing current sweeps you downstream. Again and again, the swirling black water pulls you under. You are barely conscious now. The current has swept you against a fallen tree. The water is calmer. 
You work your way ashore and crawl up the steep, muddy slope. As you reach the tall grass along the bank, you collapse. Your leg is bleeding, and you feel so exhausted and bruised that you hardly care whether you whether or not you're alive. That's a good thing, because in a minute, you won't be. The end. <laughs> I actually like that ending better. Alright. I don't know, I would have liked to have figured out the puzzle, but I don't... I don't care. Where are we at? I think we're done. I think that's where we're at. All right. I'd say overall, I I actually wouldn't mind checking out more of where that goes. It doesn't seem like a bad book. Yeah, I I think it's written fairly well. It's kind of fun and funny, especially when Garth talks in a deep, deep voice. But yeah, I, I, I Edward Packard, man, my hero. He's definitely better than the other authors. Would you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seemed to not be interested in it at all towards the end there. I liked the ending where he dies. <laughs> I like the ending where he dies. And then he dies again. You're so dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be fun, but uh, yeah, I guess I'd recommend it. That. I, I liked it. Like I, I might actually borrow this from you later just to read more. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I guess we have to end the show, huh? I guess we gotta. So reach out with all of your love. Yes. To cyoa.com, and if you love Edward Packard, reach out. Give him some love at edwardpackard.com. If you want to love or hate us, either way, go to stupendousaurusrex.com. Find us on Twitter and Facebook and Gmail and everywhere. What's up? So, I'm Jason. Four Square, Tinder. Sorry. Grinder. Grinder. <laughs> Christian <laughs> Mingle. I totally was. What's that? What's that? A uh, uh, farmer. Farmersonly.com. Farmersonly.com. <laughs> My grandma has a wicked sense of humor, and I totally send her, signed her up for Tinder. Oh, my God. You're awesome. My dad was not amused. Nice. <laughs> I'm Jason. I'm Jeremy. Jail.